The steps on the scaffolding are steep and slippery in the rain. Slowly, we navigate downward to an underground tank that will eventually hold two million gallons of raw sewage and polluted stormwater before it enters Lake Washington. Last year, more than 154 million gallons overflowed into all 12 of the city's water bodies, and with it, 8,000 tons of toxic metals and volatile chemicals. Here on Lake Washington, Seattle Public Utilities is building the tank to stop the highest frequency overflow. In 2012, the basin on the western flank of the lake, which includes View Ridge, U Village, and Sandpoint, overflowed 149 times. Once the tank's used, we'll be able to operate and control this whole tank from back in our operations and control center, which is down in Soto. Keith Ward is an engineer with Seattle Public Utilities. And when the storm's over, we'll pump the combined sewage back up 65th, down Stoneway, and back into the system. Real-time controls and underground pipes will carry the toxic overflow to King County's treatment plant at Discovery Park. Roughly 20 feet deep, the tank has vaults for odor control and massive amounts of electrical, instrumentation, controls, and steel. Construction manager Dennis Davis with CDM Smith points to layers of rebar reinforcing the main beam. This is going to have a massive tipping bucket. This is what we're all waiting for when they test this <laughs> tipping bucket. And it comes roaring down here and then washes this out. The bucket will be filled with fresh water and is designed to move three bricks down a channel, a performance measure meant to make sure it works in good weather and bad. The tank will hold two gallons of storm water, but may need to operate continuously since 47 million gallons overflowed into Lake Washington last year alone. Again, SPU engineer Keith Ward. So the idea is that when there's a big storm, we fill up this tank, we let the storm go out, we pump it back into the system. If there's another big storm, we fill up this tank. The tank, which hasn't been given a catchy name just yet, will cost the city $50 million. Building it comes on the heels of years of water quality and public health violations, penalties and compliance orders issued by the state and the EPA. SPU began excavation on the tank a few years ago to show good faith to regulators, says Ward. Since 2001, it's been working to contain the city's stormwater problem with rain gardens, retrofits, and green infrastructure. Last year, it signed a consent decree with the Environmental Protection Agency to make serious headway. Polluted stormwater and sewage overflows are in violation of the Clean Water Act. I mean, we're talking not usual enforcement cases. We're talking like Superfund-type enforcement cases here. Rob Grandinetti is with the EPA. So when we're starting to look into the long time period that this is going to take, as well as the amount of money it's going to take to do it, then the consent decree really is the only mechanism. The city needs to be in compliance by 2015. Three other holding tanks are also being built. Polluted stormwater is a nationwide problem. Enforcement cases are underway in San Antonio, Miami, Boston, and Pineville, Louisiana, among others. The solutions don't come cheap. It's not uncommon for Superfund costs to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars, says the EPA's Grandinetti. Some states have funding mechanisms, but it's usually cities and municipalities who are on the hook. If a city doesn't have the money, legal wrangling, citizen lawsuits, and polluted waterways are the end result. 
Lake Washington was the focus of a campaign called Forward Thrust, begun 50 years ago to clean up Seattle waterways. Today, all of the city's 12 water bodies are in the sites of the utility and EPA. The goal is to get overflows in the city's 87 outfalls down to one a year. But combined sewers, built 100 years ago to carry both sewage from homes and stormwater runoff from hard surfaces in a single pipe, has made the job extremely difficult. Every year, the volume of overflow changes with the amount of rain, right? And it's not just the amount, it's the frequency, the duration, the intensity of the rain. It all is a factor. SPU spokesperson Susan Stoldfus. But because the pipes weren't built for all of that stormwater, When it rains in Seattle and it mixes with the sewage, it's going to overflow because that's the release mechanism for the system when it's overwhelmed. Add a 20% jump in population from 1960 to the present, growth management acts requiring building housing in cities, a serious lack of trees from logging and development, and welcome to the new normal where holding tanks like this one on Lake Washington are required to, well, keep the shit from hitting the fan. Greenacre Radio is brought to you with support from the Human Links Foundation, engineering by C.J. Lazenby. From the studios of Jack Straw Productions, this is Martha Baskin. 